whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Okay, Hugh. 18 years gone, your last uh, album. And now the sound of the new album is still a Hugh Lewis sound. You can hear it. How do you do this? Have you got a time machine? <laughs> no, I don't have a time machine. That's interesting that you should say that, though, because, first of all, it's only been 18 years since our since an album of original songs. We had an album out between that, a tribute album. But, yeah, and, uh, and I'm surprised that you sound it. And that's the comment I've been getting, is that it sounds like vintage Huey Lewis in the news. But but our material is so diverse, I don't even know what that means. What is a Huey Lewis in the news song? I was born in the 90s. I cannot say how the sound is, but if you hear a Huey Lewis song, if you, you hear a song, it. you know, oh, this this is it. Okay. This is it. Well, that's interesting, right? I mean, there's a... Because uh, I'm getting that comment a lot, and I don't entirely understand it, but... I take it to mean that there's some sort of personality to the music. And I suppose that's a good thing. Okay. And in the 80s, you filled a lot of stadiums. You had good placements in the charts and Grammys. And how was this time for you? If you think now to this time, how was it? How was it my time versus this time? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it was the right time for us. It's interesting. A couple things. You know, back when we first started... Uh, to make records, uh, ra radio was king. MTV had just started. There were no, it was pretty much an audio experience. And all the radio stations in America were programmed to what they called CHR, Contemporary Hit Radio. So you had to have a hit record. And that was really the hardest part for us because we were always kind of a good band, but more of a jam band in a way. <clears throat> but in 82, there were no internet there was no youtube there was no jam band so we had to get a hit single and that was kind of the hardest thing for us to do but the good news about that is once you had a hit it was a real hit it was on all formats and um you know it could really break you nowadays music is so segregated it's hard to have a hit like that yeah that's right and if you think about the tours at this time uh, in the 80s. How was it? How was the feeling there? What was your rock star moment? When was my rock star yeah, moment? And how was it? Well, I mean, the, the truth is that we, you know, I turned 30 years old with $300 to my name. And I'd been playing in bands for 12 years. So when we finally hit it, you know, and, and had some success... It wasn't overwhelming to me. I, 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 you know, I was no spring chicken to begin with. I was a little older, and I'd seen, you know, I'd lived in England. I'd seen Philip Linnett. He had taken me under his wing, and so I'd seen a lot of people go through that. And so I think we took it with a grain of salt, and we were kind of, uh, you know, sort of nonplussed. Let's face it. The good news about hitting it was that we were going to be around for a while. We were going to be able to play music and have people show up. And, you know, and pay for the hotel rooms. That's the important part. <laughs> oh, you're right. Uh, and you said that the industry changed, the music industry. And how changed your music from the beginning and now to the new album? Well, it's, it's become a much more television world, you know. I mean, interestingly, music uh, used to be the domain of blind artists. Um, but they can't make the video anymore. So it's... Uh, 
you know, things have changed. It's much more visual now, and it's much more about style, and, and um, you know, it was bound to change. <laughs> <laughs> so, your new album. There are seven songs on it, but there were planned more. But you have to um, stop the the other songs because of your illness you became sick how was your reaction if you heard about your diagnosis well you know it was very desperate when i i was diagnosed with with meniere's disease 33 years ago when i lost my right ear but i existed on my left ear but two years and a month ago i lost my left ear <clears throat> and that was devastating because i can't hear music anymore to sing so it was a very terrible few months, you know. I was in, tried everything from steroids to steroid injections in my eardrum to, you know, a pregnant, a, 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 a paradigm of steroids to chiropractic to acupuncture to low salt diet, no caffeine, no chocolate. I went to the House Ear Institute. I went to Stanford Ear Institute. I went to Mayo Clinic, and nobody had any answers. So. uh You know, finally, I had to kind of my my and my kids helped me with this. They said, "Dad, you know, you got to get out of bed." <laughs> and I finally had to realize that there are lots of people, many people, much worse off than I am. You know, although this is serious, it's not the end of the world, and I'm still have a lot to be grateful for. I'm still all in all a pretty lucky guy. Hard to remember that sometimes, but it's important to remember that. I think. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. But was there a point where you said, really, for you, that's it? Uh, what's the diagnosis, you mean? I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I haven't been able to sing for a couple of years, I hear music enough to sing. But my hearing does fluctuate, uh, which I hope is a good sign. And there are times when my hearing is pretty good. And I think I can maybe even sing. The trouble is I can't, I haven't been stable long enough to try okay and what is the effect uh, of this illness uh, in relation to your music and live shows well what's the relationship between the music and the live shows i don't know uh, uh, your illness um to the music can you do live shows i can't i mean live shows are the, are the worst part i might be able to sing in a studio because i can control the level and everything but on a live show When music gets loud and the bottom frequencies for me distort, um, and I can't, it, I can't pick out pitch. It all goes, all sounds like a jet engine to me. How do you hear um, the sound? How do you hear the world now? What what changed? Can you? How does the world sound? Yes. Oh, um, well, it's very quiet. The world. <laughs> I wear these these earring aids. And when my hearing's good, with the hearing aids, I'm pretty good. Speech is pretty good. Speech is a lot easier to listen to than music. Music, even one note, occurs in all frequencies with harmonics and overtones and undertones. So that's what distorts. But speech is easier to hear. And when my hearing's good, with my hearing aids, I'm pretty good with speech. Okay, that's good. Yeah, we can talk to each other, so that's good. You can hear me really good. I can no, hear you. <laughs> I can't hear you really good, but I can hear you. <laughs> that's good. Um, and by the way, if you were there, if you were there, I couldn't hear you. I mean, I have to be this this okay. close. You have to be close to each other. But if you look into the future, um, what are your plans? Uh, well, I'm sorry. Um, what is my next 
Yeah, your next plans. My next plans. What are my plans? Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we're promoting this record because I want to give this record a send-off. You know, we're very proud of this record. We think it's some of our best songs, and I really want to give the songs a, you know, a send-off. But I'm also working, we have a musical, Heart of Rock and Roll, the musical that we put up in the Old Globe in San Diego, had sold it out for 50 nights, had 50 standing ovations, and now we're um, preparing to bring it to Broadway. So that's one thing we're doing. We're doing a documentary here. My friend Kurt is doing a documentary. We're, um, I'm flirting with a couple of television shows that I have going on and um, trying to stay busy creatively, you know. I wrote a new song for our musical, and so, I mean, that's the lesson for me. I, gotta, I must just stay creative and stay busy and keep my mind off my plight. And your album, in your words, can you explain your album? What, what is the album for you, the new one? Well, you know, I mean, first of all, that's your job. That's right. And you're asking me to do your job. <laughs> But sometimes I can try. So. I mean, you can try. Yeah, I don't, um, you know, fortunately, I don't have to describe the music. I just have to play it, you know. Uh, but I'm, suffice it to say that I think it's among our best work. And... And I'm quite surprised that, that Europeans would understand it because so much of our record is very American, you know. Our, our phrases, the catchphrases, you know, remind me why I love you again or while we're young or one of the boys. These are all American catchphrases. The while we're young is something that you say if somebody's taking your picture and it's taking them forever and they can't figure it out, and you're staying there smiling forever, you say to them, while we're young, right? So, And, and all, all of these are little kind of catchphrases. Hurry back now is what a gal, it, I, I was in a, a store in the deep south in, in America, and I, I bought something at a little 7-Eleven store, a little convenience store, and there's this southern girl behind the counter, and I said, Thanks. That's, she's, is that all? I said, yeah. She's, all right, now she's, hurry back now, you know, which is a very American expression. So I'm surprised that Europeans relate to the, I guess they can relate to the music sort of, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a very American record, I must say. And, okay, uh, if I heard your music the first time, I heard it in the movie, <laughs> Back to the Future. That was my first contact to Hugh Lewis and the News. And it was Power of Love. My question is, if you can travel back to every year you can travel, which year and why? Where would I go back? Probably go back to the 40s, before the war, 30s and 40s. When music, I think that's musical heyday for America. Chick Webb. Jimmy Lunsford, early Ella Fitzgerald, you know, all the big band, jazz bands, Basie and Ellington. That'd be a pretty good, that'd be pretty good stuff. Late 40s, just mid 40s, just before the war. I mean, just after the war, let's say. 44, 45, that'd be pretty good. Whole lot of talk, the interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.